Welcome to Zenergy. I am your interactive coach today. I am a conduit, a coach, and a catalyst for change. This is Zenergy, and we are about fuel for life. We are about fuel for the mind, body, and soul. And <laughs> I'm here today, and it is National Poetry Month. It is, it is, you know, we're in April. We just had April Fools, and so now we're April 10th, and I'm actually a little excited because I was just looking at my stats for Zenergy and I just added 11 cities in a week with subscribers. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, four more countries. So I was like, oh, wow. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so yeah, just in a week. So that's pretty cool. So we're in um, 42 cities now and um, what is it? Yeah. 11 countries, I added four new countries. So I was in seven, so I'm in 11 now. So that was really exciting to look at. So um, I am here with Kimberly, is it Duop Bolden? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, that's my stage name. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm gonna have to ask you how you got that stage name, so. Okay, okay. So like I said, it is National Poetry Month and I am here with a poet, a spoken word artist. She has a long bio. If you can go back to the Facebook events, you know, she has uh, performed in many places, done slam, and she has just released her first book. Well, it's, it's coming. It's coming. I'm still working on it. Okay, awesome. Well, it, there was some beautiful cover art that um, I put out on Instagram and uh, on the Facebook event. So you can see this coming book. Yes. And so we are here in April in National Poetry Month to talk about artistry. Yes. And so um, I think every artist has a different definition of like what artistry is, what, what it means to be an artist, what makes them an artist. Um, so when you think of artistry, what comes to your mind, Kimberly? Mm -hmm. Well, when I think of artistry, that's just to me, it's just simply creativity, um, and it, it just comes in so many forms. And you know, sometimes in ways that we recognize, sometimes we we don't necessarily, or some you know forms of artistry don't get as much attention as others. Um, but it's just a means of creating, is what I think. Just having the ability to do so. Okay, I like that. I like that. You know, to me, um, <clears throat> artistry is definitely about creating and about creativity and about having your personal style. But I think uh, for me, there's more of a craft to it. Like you're not just, um, in a sense, winging it, but you've actually put some time and effort into creating, um, you know, a polished performance to a certain mm -hmm. degree or a um, a polished piece. Um, and a lot of us go to open mics and we're working on our stuff. You know, we're working on our stuff. We're working on our craft. That's right. We're working on our stage presence. We're working on our ability to interact with the audience. So I don't think that you ever arrive. You know, I mm -hmm. think we're always getting better. But I think that there is a level when you go from what, what people, some might say, like an apprentice or a novice to somebody oh, yeah. where you say like, oh yeah, okay. I have some experience, you know, I may not be a veteran, but I've paid my dues. Absolutely. And I think some, some, some part in that middle when you really feel like, okay, I'm not, I'm not just completely new to this. I really have, you know, practiced, mm 
mm -hmm. polish myself. That's when you get to that, that level of like artistry. Um, and it's not just, I don't know, just hit or miss and, and mm -hmm. you know, winging it's it. Something, something you practice, something that, um, you know, there, there, there's levels to it, like you say. And yeah. once you get to a place uh, where you move beyond it just being a hobby, you know, for you or something you do just because, you know, it's, it's nice to do or you like to do, but you really start to take it seriously. And yes, I totally agree that there's different levels to artistry for sure. Well, you know, I said I was going to ask you about your stage name. So okay. where did, where did doo-wop come from? Okay. So before I ever started writing or performing poetry, I've, I've been singing like for as long as I can remember. And uh, my cousin is part of a group and I would always feature on their songs and things like that. Everybody had a stage name except for me. And um, I know you can't tell being virtually, but... I, I stand four feet, 11 inches tall. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so when I was in college, it was, you know, shorty, shorty doo-wop. And then, you know, once I really got into um, performing and recording and things like that, and, you know, started hanging out with my brothers, um, you know, and having that, adding that musical uh, aspect to it, you know, doo-wop being a musical term, and it just all kind of came in together, and we were just trying to figure out, like, well, what would it be? What would your stage name be? And one of my brothers just came up with doo-wop, and, and to spell it in this different manner to make it unique, so, um, you know, it's just a combination of like, being an artist, artistry, and just the different, some of the different aspects of my life, so that's how I came about. I like that. Um my stage name, which is Zenashe, that's actually my stage name, not my mm -hmm. real name. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of a, as you were saying, your brother gave you that name. Well, people gave me the name of Zen in college. Yeah. Um, and so they would just say, you know, you're always so calm. You're so chill. I get around yeah. you. I listen to you and you calm me down. Sometimes I'm just going to call you just to hear your voice because it calms me down. So you're my Zen. And so people just kept calling me Zen, Zen, Zen. And then, okay, I was like, okay, okay, fine. I'm Zen. There it is. Yeah. And then um, I was a page poet forever. And then about four years ago, I decided I was going to cross over to the spoken word arena, which was actually very intimidating to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to be Zen. Um, I've been Zen for, you know, I've been Zen for 20 something years at that point. Um, and then when I was trying to create my Facebook name, cause I wasn't really on Facebook at, really at all at that point, I was under my, my government name. Okay. But I wanted to kind of separate my government persona, you know what I'm saying? My, my professional persona from the rest. And I figured I was gonna have more, more posts about the poetry and stuff and less about family and all that stuff. So I was like, let me take my government name off. Let me put Zen, Facebook okay. would let me do that. They were like, it's too short. And so um, I tried a couple of different things. The poets in, I did, I was like, okay, I don't like that. And then a word that had been really out there a lot was Ashe. Mm -hmm. It kind of resonated with me. It, it meant amen. It means so be it. It means your words have power. It means, you know, you, you craft your world with your words. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of just uh, things that I kept seeing that, that term Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. I was like, Zen Ashe, that sounds really cool. Like, I like it. <laughs> 
So, you know, my stage name came from one that was given to me and one that I chose and I put All it right. together and that's how I created it. And so, you know, whenever I see it, probably whenever you see it, it kind of reminds you of your journey. You see doo-wop, it kind of reminds you of your journey mm -hmm. to that name. And, and when I see my name, it also reminds me of my journey and, and also my, I guess you could say my purpose, which is to have my words actually create peace and, and bring people fulfillment and just cause them to just be uplifted, you know? Yeah. So, so that's definitely something that that's an awesome story. Well, thank you. So um, on your journey to become an artist, you know, some I, I kind of mentioned that some people feel like you have to have put in your time. Right. Did you ever go through what some people call imposter syndrome when you felt like unsure of yourself or you felt like you were trying to be something you weren't or any of that? Yeah. Yes, I mean, I could say early on, like, so what got me really involved, I, so I'm, my journey and how I started is, was, um, was different than yours, it was, I would say opposite. So I started more so um, as a performance poet, a spoken word artist, um, and that was really where my, what I focused on, where my writing was focused on, and how I, you know, really became involved with the art. And I was hosting like some artist showcase events and things like that, where we would showcase spoken word artists. And I was just so inspired by what they were doing. I had written a few poems just, you know, for, for self or release, just to, you know, get those words out of my body and onto the page, you know. And, um, but once I really started to get involved and get into the scene and be a part of the circle, I really felt inspired to to write and to perform. I've been a performer, like I said, for a long time <laughs> and to perform spoken word. And so in the beginning, um, when I when I first started, I was in a circle with people who have been doing it for years, you know, have been performing and writing for a long time. And and being new to the scene, you know, you do question like, oh, I don't know, um, you know, is, is is this really my thing or what? And um, even in the beginning, I felt like even other people kind of questioned, mm. you know, me because when I stepped on the scene, um, many people thought I had been there for a long time, and so the people who had been there for <laughs> for a long time. We're kind of like, hold on, where'd she come from? What's, what's going on? <laughs> where'd she show up out of nowhere, you know? And so that was happening in the beginning, but, you know, it really didn't take long for me to establish and to figure out, like, where my place was, you know, in this city, in this circle, in, you know, in this art form. So, yeah, in the, in the beginning a little bit. Yeah, I think... Um you know, when I first, as I told you, I was intimidated, you know, when I first started performing, mm -hmm. but I had, I, I'm a teacher. So I had been a teacher for 21 years at that point. So I knew how to come, you know, when a teacher takes a classroom, like you have to make that your space, you know, you, mm -hmm. have, to, you have to make it known. Okay. This is my classroom. Okay. You know, when you come through those doors, you're in my realm, kind of that thing. And so you, you have to have that kind of, in a sense, demeanor if you don't want to have problems. Um, so I knew that world and I, I, I took that world somewhat into 
for performing. Like okay. once I step on the stage, this is my room, you know, what I mean? and yeah, so that in a sense, I didn't come, uh, I was shy because I'm by nature, I'm an introvert. I was shy, but I did still have in a sense a presence about mm -hmm. because of having been in the classroom for so many years. And so there were a lot of people who thought I had been doing it for years. And then there were other people. I remember the first time I got asked, like, what team are you on? I was like, I don't, I'm not playing sports. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, are you with Poetry Lounge? Are you with Poetry Sundays? Are you with, and I'm like, I'm not with anybody. I'm poetry. <laughs> yeah, I'm a poet. And then they were like, okay, you're not answering my question. Yeah, I am. No, who did you first perform with? And I was like, okay, I first performed, you know, at Sevens Poetry Sundays. Okay, so you're a Poetry Lounge person. I was like, no, I'm not. But okay, if that's what you need to, to hear, that's fine. Mm -hmm. so it's kind of um, wanting to classify people, wanting to put them in clicks is, is very interesting. I don't know if yeah. that where you are, and some people would say that it's very much like that in Houston. And so other people would say, no, we moved away from that. You know, I guess it's just a, opinion mm -hmm. you feel like there's poetry clicks or do you feel like yeah. yeah absolutely and i feel like they're everywhere whether people want to acknowledge it or not it's it it happens um it's a you know it can be an unfortunate thing because i think it limits us um, you know, limits our opportunity to spread our word, to spread our art, and even to be connected to other people who are in and around you. And that is, and I, I've learned that, you know, through the years. And, you know, I had people who were down, you know, with this group or down with that group. And, and um, you know, and then there's people that come in, you know, and they think, oh, poetry is just flowers and, and rainbows and, you know, everybody is just, it's just love, love, love. And it's like, well, you know, there's some set tripping that goes on in, <laughs> in the spoken world, you know, that happens. And, and um, it, that in itself is one of the, and, and I would, I would, I would go out, I would expand, you know, my circle. I would, would go to different poetry venues and, uh, you know, support different poetry sets and different cliques of people, just depending on where they are and you know uh, what they were, what their focus was, different kinds of things. And so, uh, whether it be um, getting involved with the youth poetry in the city, or you know, going out to some of the open mics that were you know more centered around just the the literary literary you know I call them literary poets, <laughs> you yeah. know. Page poets, like you said, who who are really just focused focused uh, heavily on you know the writing, the technique, the style, you know the creative writing aspect of it, and not so much energy is put into the performance, you know. And then you have the opposite, just depending on what sets you go to. And um, in 2018, um, I had an opportunity to collaborate with an art center here in Cincinnati. And what we started was Cincinnati Poetry Slam. And Cincinnati Poetry Slam, and the reason I gave it the title of Cincinnati Poetry Slam is because I really wanted everybody in the city to feel connected. I want everybody uh, here to know that they were welcome, they were invited, 
it was a safe place for you know whoever you are wherever you come from and that was really my goal was to try to connect people and bring people together because you know as a city you know of of poets who practice the same art form we could do much more we could we can expand this art and the exposure and the knowledge of it way more than we can when you know this group is here and this group is there and so it's really been a um fulfilling journey and an experience and it's done even more than i expected just connecting the city but it really connects cincinnati with cities from you know all over and people from different cities and different states and different places come in especially when we were still live you know before corona mm -hmm. um we were still live and in person and people would come in and they would drive hours or fly in you know just to be a part of it and it it really expanded and and to me put cincinnati um even more so on the map as a place where you can come and enjoy and be a part of this this you know world of spoken word and poetry so yes well that's that's awesome and and i am you know i've seen since i started um four years ago performing I've seen the people who've been doing it forever and they're still doing it mm -hmm. and people who have come along since I started and the people who, um, you know, we've had just a, a, a joining together. There's kind of a family vibe to a lot of the poetry. It's like once you're in it, you're kind of part of a sorority or a fraternity. You know, we don't have a secret handshake or, or, right. or steps, you know, that we, we, we practice together right. is, um, there definitely is a love. There is a just a, I guess a, a camaraderie. You know, mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing. I love to see that. You know, um, speaking, you just mentioned COVID, mm -hmm. and I know for me as a spoken word artist, it was very difficult losing all the live shows Ooh. for a period of time. It was like a death. In fact, this podcast came out of having no live shows and, and right. feeling like, okay, I'm, you know, what oh. we do now? <laughs> yeah, what are we going to do? And, yeah. and so uh, the podcast was born and, and my online store was born and me putting yeah. a lot of merch online was born and all kind of stuff was born. Cause as a creative, I think you have to create. And once you really get into that and it becomes part of your lifestyle, I don't know if people are able to turn that off. Mm -hmm. so I think it just becomes part of who you are. And without it, you don't, in a sense, know how to cope. So <laughs> how did you as a spoken word artist, I mean, how did COVID affect you? Did it, was it, you know, I know it affected everybody, but I think artists had slightly a different response. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, um, as I was talking about Cincinnati Poetry Slam, uh, so, so, the season for the slam work runs March through December. Um, and so we go every other month and we host the slam. Well, our season kickoff for 2020 was on March 14th. And um, it was right at the time when Colt, when all of the, you know, the news was popping and everything was like, oh, 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 we might have to shut down. We might have to shut down. And I'm like, no, 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 shut down. It was our, it was our, you know, our kickoff event. It was sold out. It, I mean, it was just 
ready. You know, it was amazing. Poets lined up. It was going to be an amazing event, right? And uh, so I'm just watching, I'm watching, I'm like, okay, Lord, okay, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And two days prior, the whole state got shut down. Mm. And so we had to cancel. So we had to cancel, and then it was like, well, what do we do now? You know, what do we what do we do? Where do we go? How how does this happen? And um, it took me a while. It took me um until july i believe july of last year before i got to a place um of understanding this whole virtual platform and you know being provided an opportunity um with the contract work to to hold you know host meetings on zoom and um you know to go in and really learn to function learn how it work learn learn it all the capacity and so at that time, um, I was also connecting with uh, a nonprofit here that is a it's called Elements. It's a hip hop um, cultural center, and they are the one and only sponsor that I have for the slam. And so I reached out, like, "What are y'all doing? How are y'all doing this?" And um, you know, and so by collaborating with them and being being able to use their resources and things like that. I got enough confidence <laughs> to try to, you know, join this whole, whole virtual world. It was like, do this or do nothing, and we have to do something. So um, we waited till July, and on July, I believe we had our, um, yeah, I think we did our first a slam, our first virtual slam last year in July. And, uh, you know, it was definitely a learning experience, but if, you know, we kicked it off, it went pretty well. And we've been hosting, you know, events, spoken word, open mic events, and uh, poetry slam events since then virtually. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely been a learning curve, a learning situation. It's getting better and better as we go, as we learn more about the technology and, and how we can incorporate things and make it um, you know, more interesting than, than just your typical, you know, Zoom meeting type of thing. So it was definitely an adjustment. And so we were hosting five slams a year. I mean, and, and really all they were just, they were sold out, you know, they were sold out. <laughs> and uh, our venue held up to 160 people. So every other month we were doing that. And it was just gone, you know. I had shows big lined up, and they were just gone, you know. And so I heard about some of these um, grants and things that you know some of these foundations were giving out for artists who lost money and blah blah. So I applied for some of those. That didn't work, and it was just like, okay, we got to figure it out. So we've just been rolling um, virtually since then. Um, I've had a few virtual, you know, gigs since then and, you know, still being able to connect with people, but I'm really looking forward to getting back in person, but I'm not to the point of where I want to push it, you know? So we're just praying that things um, clear up soon so that we can get back. But in the meantime, we're, we're still having a good time, still spreading this word like we do. That is great. I somehow lost my camera completely. I, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> it is crazy. I'm trying to fiddle with it. Okay. And listen to you at the same time. So I'm okay. I'm gonna try. I don't know what happened. Hold on. Let me see if I can uh -huh. figure out what is going on. 
No problem. Technology. <laughs> this is, this is why I hate technology, you know, because anything happens. <laughs> anything can happen. And now it's like my camera just went dead hmm. like right here in the middle of this interview. And it does not seem to want to turn back on. I don't know what is going on. Hmm. That is so weird. <clears throat> so we're going to continue. It'll be fine on the podcast and I'm probably going to have to put an image up here. Okay. When I edit it uh, for the video. So um, I was going to ask you one of the other questions is who do you think are like the best artists like the best poetry the best poets or spoken word artists that you see you know and and if you don't want to say they're the best you want to say you know because i know uh, you my don't favorite, wanna... i'll just say like my favorite yeah your favorites you know according to me my favorite you know um one of my all-time favorite and still my favorite uh to this day spoken word artist poets is sunny patterson I absolutely love her. <laughs> I, oh, there you go. Hello. I have been fiddling with that camera. I'm sorry. So, Sunny Patterson. Okay. Yes, I absolutely love her work. Um, she just has this 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 presence about her that is to me is extremely inviting, and um, it may it and. How do I say it? She, to me, is able to relay a message and a word in such a way that makes you feel like you are directly connected to her. You know, like I feel so connected to Sunny Patterson. I've met her once real briefly, but but she just has a way with her words and with her um, presence that just draws me in something amazing. And I, I love her. I love her. She's one of my favorites. Um, one of my favorite all time uh, poems to read is uh, Nikki Giovanni. Mm. Black, uh, what is it? Black, um, black, beautiful black man. That's what it is. Okay. I love that poem. I just, I just love the way that um, she relays how much, um, you know, how much love and respect she has for black men, uh, whoever they are, whatever they do, you know, just, just that endearing uh, spirit that she has in that poem. It, it really draws me back to it and I love to read it. I love to go back to it. It just takes me to a place of appreciation that um you know i really feel come out strongly in that poem and that's just really one of one of the poems that i just i love to read i love nikki nikki giovanni she's one of my favorite poets um she has this poem uh i think it's called i ate a hot poem mm -hmm. and, right. yes yes <laughs> and if if anybody out there has never read this you should read it because it's about love and it's about mm -hmm. how love confuses you and so throughout the whole poem she is mixing up statements, you know, you know, so, you know, it's like she, 
I, I wish I had prepared and I could read it to you, but it's just this amazing poem about how love just makes you all mixed up, but you mm -hmm. don't care. Gotcha. Don't okay. care because it's just it's just an amazing experience to mm -hmm. be in love and to feel yeah. love. And even though your emotions are all over the map, even though you might be crazy in love, right? <laughs> you could be crazy in love. You are going through this craziness and celebrating the craziness because it just feels so good to be in love. And she expressed it and captured it perfectly, yeah. you know, and, um, oh, okay. So we got a, Ebony Ignited Inc. says it's on her list to read now. Okay. She has another poem that I love where she's talking about being a, a, a black woman. And uh, she's talking about how one of the lines I loved, I turned myself into myself and was Jesus. Mm. You know? And so she's talking about the, the poem reminds me a lot of the Negro Speaks of Rivers by Langston Hughes mm -hmm. because it takes you all the way back to Africa. Yes. And she talks about the Euphrates and she talks about the Tigris and the Nile and she talks about the pyramids and she talks about, you know, like I already mentioned, Jude, uh, Jesus and, and just all of these different historical figures. But from the perspective of them being black, mm -hmm. from the perspective of us as black people having this as our lineage Absolutely. and that we should feel just so, you know, beautifully blessed yes. to to know that we come from greatness and to know that greatness is within us. Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's a really beautiful poem. And, you know, when I think of artistry, I just think of the words that resonate when you read them and they touch something deep inside mm -hmm. you because they're just so true and they're so eloquently stated. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, what it means in a sense to be an artist is an to artist. try to cut away all the stuff that gets in the way of the eloquence mm -hmm. and to really clarify what you want to say so that it's so it's it's pin drop clear you know yeah. it's, it's just beautifully clear and i remember um somebody asking van gogh about how how do you paint such beautiful how do, how do you paint such beautiful canvases and he said i dream my painting and then i paint my dream mm. And, you know, I thought that that was beautiful. So it's almost like with artists, we we imagine this poem and then mm -hmm. we create that imagined piece on paper or, you know, orally. And I know some artists, the word matician comes to mind that they can do it right on the spot. They can just you can give them five words and they can create a poem right there. In <laughs> right front of there. You. Yes. It was ah. my mind. I can do a poem, but I can't do it like that. You know, I can do it very quickly, but not like that. That's right. I got to write it down. I got to see it on the paper. Like, okay, here we go. Yes, I have a I have a good friend of mine. Her name is Statuesque, and um, she can like literally just create the whole poem in her head. Like, give her. We used to have um, the set called Wordplay Wednesday. And so every week I would give a word. And so we would come and we would, you know, deliver our new poems based on that word. And so she would come and she would show up just with this word in mind. And like on the drive, you know, to the set, she would write this piece in her head and just get up on the mic and just spit the piece. And I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, it amazes me the ability that some people have, the freedom. I think, I think 
that's kind of what I consider it a freedom because I think the reason why I can is because I think I can't because I've restricted myself to believing that I can't. And so I'm like, oh, no, you know, y'all go ahead and do that. But they're just free and they can just let it flow. And it's awesome. It is. It is amazing. And, and there's so many different types of poetry, so many different types of artistry in terms of even the performance. You know, there are people that um, I remember I saw this poet and what was his name? Okay, it may come to me later. He brought a backpack up on stage and he just started pulling out a bunch of things from the backpack and he set them down, you know, like he had a hat over here, a pair of shoes, you know, a scarf, whatever. And he said, okay, audience, which one do you want me to do? Pick the item you want me to do. And then somebody would say, oh, do the do the scarf. And he would do this amazing piece. And it wouldn't just be about a scarf. It would be a whole it would, mm -hmm. the in the piece, but it would be just like this whole amazing piece. And, you know, when I first saw that, I was like, wow, that is a whole different kind of artistry that brings kind of like this theatrical element to poetry. And yeah. it was just really, really cool. I had never seen anybody do that before. So it is National Poetry Month. Are you doing anything beside this podcast to kind of yes, celebrate? Yes, yes. So, um, so I host, as I said, Cincinnati Poetry Slam, and and we have a group on Facebook that's called um, Thirty Thirty Poetry Challenge. So a lot of times, or a lot of artists, poets, um, in celebration of National Poetry Month, they'll do this challenge. It's, you know, write a poem a day, you know, challenge. And so I said, well, you know, maybe I'll put together this group and, and I can give out prompts daily. And so I give daily prompts out every morning, 5 a.m. <laughs> I schedule them. I schedule them. <laughs> so, so, so I post them 5 a.m. every morning. There's either a word or a group of words or a statement or a sentiment or something like that. Um, or it could be just a particular type of poem um, prompt, you know, to write. And so I've invited people into that group and I give the poem, the prompts out every day and, and we write. And so you can share if you like or if you just want to be inspired and keep it to yourself, that's fine. So a lot of times people will share some of their, you know, it's, it's a small percentage of the people who actually share, but I feel like a lot of people are being inspired to be creative, you know, just to get those creative juice flowing because sometimes, you know, when you're just in your own space, it's hard to um, kind of tap into like that inspiration, like uh, 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 I'm running out of ideas here. And so to be able to have those prompts every day, and then also to be able to read the work of other artists is so inspiring and you learn so much and we can comment on, on each other's poems or, you know, just react or whatever, you know, and it, it really is inspiring to me. We're on uh, day 10 now. Um, so I've, I'm, I'm making, this will be the first year ever that I've written 30 and I am writing 30 poems, okay? And I mean that. <laughs> and plus I'm in the midst of still writing for my book. And so I was looking forward to this month because I'm like, come on, inspiration, let's go, you know? So 
Hello, my name is Zenashe, and I'm really excited to bring this product before you. This is Zenergize Your Life. It's a goal setting package, and I created it because I've gone to a lot of vision board workshops, but when I left there, I felt like all I had was images. And images are great, but I felt like I needed more. I needed books that I could go to. I needed affirmations. I needed journal prompts. I needed to be able to record songs that motivated me and movies and to be able to put in pictures of role models and ancestors and many other things just to have a whole goal setting toolbox. And so I looked around and I didn't find anything like that. So they say necessity is the mother of invention. And so I created it. And so this is Energize Your Life, volume one. And it starts off in the A's. It does go with my podcast, so you can actually listen to the podcast and get even more insight about these topics. For example, like abundance, adapting, accepting, authenticity, um, alternatives, aromatherapy, and other self-care methods. And 16 different topics where you can put goals in that area, insights that you have. You're going to have several of my insights in here about those topics. And you just have a whole page on that topic. And then you have this journal that comes with it. You have a motivational wristband. You have a bookmark that you can stick wherever you are in the book because it's not meant to be worked through in one day. It's meant for you to take some time with it and really develop your goals and your, your way of looking at that topic. And you also have tabs where you can tab different things that stand out to you so that you can go back to it easily for reference. And also with this, I do have a face group called get more from life so I will be posting things in that group you know songs that have inspired me in these areas books that have inspired me affirmations that I've found all kinds of different tools that you can reference as you're working through this book so you won't be by yourself you'll actually have um, a reference guide to go back to you'll have some materials to go back to as you're working through this book and there there's also a video that's going to be coming out soon where you can actually see me work with participants who have really raved about this product and they really feel like it has given them a lot of focus and a lot of direction in these areas and they really feel excited about what they're going to accomplish this year and Getting that excitement is, is that motivation to synergize your life, to motivate yourself to move forward, to kind of leave behind the old and transform. And I'm wearing this shirt today that has a butterfly on it. And of course, butterflies are all about transfer, transformation, all about moving out of that cocoon. But the cocoon does serve as a support system, as a way to kind of transform yourself from the inside out and so in a sense this is you know like a support system to give you all kinds of tools because on the back page you actually have 18 action steps with a place for you to put a date when you accomplish it you also have a pack of stickers in here where you can put stickers when you you know finish things because i think that's motivational and i know that lots of people love to it's, it's just been a wonderful thing. And it's, I believe this is our, our third or fourth. I believe it might be our third year doing it. And so, you know, and then they come up in your memories from the year before, you know, and it's really inspiring to see. And, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's really not a place to come where you feel like you're pressured to do anything. It's just, you feel like to me, I feel like being in that space is more of um, an opportunity or, you know, a blessing even to be in that space with those other creatives to be able to, you know, feel that vibe and, and get them juices flowing. Because sometimes 
we just need it. Yeah, last year was the first year that I did the 30 for 30. And I did it actually on Instagram with a, a poet named Poppy Picasso. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, yes. Yeah, so he posted, not only did he post a prompt, but he was posting videos that he had created for the poems that he was writing, which was a whole different level because he literally had these animated videos of his poetry. So it was, it was really cool. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to check out his Instagram. Okay. I don't know if he's doing it this year because I haven't, I have not been on Instagram as much this year as I was mm -hmm. last year because with with COVID, you were looking for all kind of things to take your mind off of what you were going through. So I, I did all 30 last year with him. Awesome. Really cool because I had never done anything like that. And this year, um, I'm part of a, a Facebook group, messenger group called Improv Poetry. And, and I don't know if Ebony's still on here with us, but she's actually Ebony Ignited Inc. She's a spoken word artist. She also has a production company, does a lot of videos and other things. So she's actually providing all of our prompts. And so um, all the people in that messenger group have actually performed on the improv stage at the Houston Improv. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's how we're all in that chat. And awesome. oh, she's still there. She's still there. So I'm giving yeah. you a shout out, Ebony. You know, um, so yeah, so she's um she has been giving us some great prompts, some challenging prompts. That's that's awesome. <laughs> you know, yes, you yes. definitely got a challenge. Artist. You know, yeah, yeah. You want to stretch yourself as an artist. So and I know uh, Laredo uh, Poetry Slam and out of Texas, they I see they give prompts every day. So it's a lot of places. Thankfully, in this month, you know, to really go and get inspiration. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that National Poetry Month was created, you know, 25 years ago. I think it's like 25th anniversary. And so, um, you know, just to be able to shine the light on this art form, you know, that, that doesn't often get too much light unless we're at the inauguration or, <laughs> you know, something like that. But other than that, it's, it's, it's you know, kind of mm, far and few in between. But just to have a month to where we really are able to connect with each other. And then, you know, now that we have these virtual platforms, it, we're able to connect with people from everywhere. And so it just opens, opens it up and, you know, just expands our reach even more, which is, you know, one of the awesome things that, you know, COVID, you know, did come along with COVID, even though we're kind of shut in, we're still, broadening you know our horizons so it's good i agree uh this past year was the first time that i had done i did two virtual open mics that were not based out of houston they okay. were you know somewhere up north and so you know when we came on everybody was saying i'm from here i'm from here i'm from here i'm from here so that was really cool yeah uh, that was really cool to hear all of these different artists some of them with these accents so you could know that they were from the north or boston or whatever so it's really cool because yeah. we don't normally hear that down south we hear the texas accent the louisiana accent but not oh, the yeah. not the other kinds of accents so it was really cool and, and ebony is with us so hi ebony, hi, ebony. Again. um so what are some goals that you have as an artist or as a poet mm -hmm. um you know, I think my over just all goal is always, and I, and I would say even from the beginning, is just to um, 
inspire, uh, to connect and, you know, to share and engage, you know, to engage people um, and, and to bring them in and to allow them to connect with me, what I write, what I have to say in a, in a way that they are able to, you know, sometimes even see themselves and sometimes to have that understanding and appreciation for the fact that you're not alone. You know, a lot of times I feel like we, we think we are alone in, in, in our struggles, in our successes, you know, just in our experiences in life. And when you have, it's just like, you know, that song that resonates, you know, it's, it's the same manner that if you could just connect or, you know, touch one person or get somebody to, um, you know, feel you. And sometimes I just want to be felt, you know, just feel me, you know, and, uh, you know, to be understood. Um, and, uh, you know, that in a, in a general sense is, is always my goal. Um, as far as, you know, some of the projects and the things that I have in the pipeline that I'm working with, as we spoke about earlier, I'm, I'm working on my first book. I've been writing and performing for 20 years, and I'm just now um, releasing a book of poetry. And I've thought about it over the years, but never gave it a whole lot of um, uh, attention or never really put much into it beyond hmm, maybe I should write a book, you know, but I was this past year, I was just presented um, with the opportunity from a brother of mine. Um, his name is C. Miller and he's a poet and a writer and we connected through some open mics actually that we do through church. And um, so we connected that way and I saw he had released some things. And so we started talking. He's like, do you, do you have a book? Where's your book? Where can I get your book? And I'm like, uh, I don't have a book. And people have asked me over the years, do you have a book? And I'm like, eh, no, I don't. I've, I've had recordings and CDs and things like that, but never a book. And so he's like, wow, why? You know, so we had to get into the why and all that. He's like, listen, I will help you. This is what I do. You know, I, I'm a coach. I'm a advisor and I have this publishing company and I'm like, really? <laughs> so we, I started working with him um, back last fall on this project and really didn't know what I was going to do. It was just a, like, come on, let's get this. You can, you can do this. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Let's go. It's time. And in the process of kind of pulling together the poems that I have written over the years and just trying to think about, you know, what I wanted to read. If I, when I release a book, what do I want to relay, you know, in this book? And it was, I, I came up with the title, Sincerely Do I. And <clears throat> what brought me to that title is I am like, this is my expose, <laughs> you know, like, this is just me just laying everything out on the line um, um, beyond, you know, what's what you hear, what you see on stage, but really getting in depth, um, you know, knowledge as to, you know, the things that motivate me, how my, how my mind works, you know, um, and things that people normally and a lot of people probably who are, are even close to me might not even know I think or I feel or I've experienced, you know, and it's been a very vulnerable process mm. because I share things in my book um, 
that I wouldn't necessarily, you know, share on stage, that I wouldn't necessarily consider performing, you know, that are that are very, you know, deep and um, important and, you know, to me. So I titled the book Sincerely Do I because I feel like everything I write I just want you to know that this is me and I'm sincere. <laughs> you know, this, these are sincerely my writings and, and you know how you in, in, in um, your letters or, you know, things, your writings with, you know, sincerely, you know, whoever. And I'm like, you know, I just want you to know that by the time you get to the last line on each one of them poems, that this is me and it's just sincerely, you know, exposing you to who I am. So even for people who um, wouldn't necessarily like know me, you know, like you or someone else who didn't know me previously or to feel like, oh, well, I never knew that. But just like I said, just to be able to connect with people and to um, have them, you know, be able to relate and understand that we all go through so many different experiences in life. And it's those experiences, you know, that really create who we are in this moment. And those 20 years, um, you know, writing that spans over 20 years, um, I didn't necessarily feel the need to chronicologically lay it out. Um, it's laid out in, in different sections or chapters or however you want to call it, but in, and, and, um, in different forms of uh, letters or things that would be written. So there's a section that's called thank you cards. And those are my poems where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving thanks and appreciation, uh, you know, to the people in my life, to God, to whatever. Um, there are, there's a section that is, um, you know, love letters or, and, you know, those are the ones where I'm just expressing, you know, my love. And so there might be poems in that section from 20 years ago. There might be poems from last year. There might be a poem that I haven't even written yet that'll go in that section. Um, there's there's a section called Postcards from the Edge. <laughs> and so those are the ones when I have had enough, you know, and I'm over Postcards it. Postcards from the Edge, I got you. Yeah, you know, so these, you know, just different, you know, just trying to capture different um, aspects of writing in, in these different sections and like I said, just to let you know, this is just coming from me. This is who I am. And this is Sincerely Dubois. Awesome. So I know last year during COVID, I decided that I was going to do that because people have said, you know, where's your book? Where's your book? Where's your book? Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> right. So I, I released a nonfiction book um, about attracting abundance, but I did work on two poetry books, one short one and one long one, because what I wanted to do, my goal was to, to win a chat book contest and have them do all the publishing in terms of all I had to do was submit it and, and mm -hmm. win and they're gonna handle all the money and all that stuff. You know, I'm not gonna have to put in any money except the submission form. That didn't happen, but okay. it was great putting, putting it together because, um, you know, one of the books is called The Wildness of Zen. Okay. And yeah, and so it's it's just basically what it says. It's it's just about daring to be completely authentic. Mm. And um every chapter has zen plus something else. Like zentrimony is all about like matrimony and weddings and being married, being a wife. Mm. 
you know, and then I have like Zenicism, which is all about like philosophy, like my belief system, you know, has some stuff about religion, spirituality, all that kind of stuff. And then I have like Zencology, which is all like nature pieces. And then I have like Zenconomics, which is all about money and politics and all that stuff. So like there are all these different um, arenas of life. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have one about parenting, you know, area about parenting. I have one about singleness. So, but they all start with Zen and off the top of my head, I can't remember all the, the mm -hmm. times, but um, yeah. So it was really cool. You know, I didn't realize, I knew I had written a lot, but when the chat book told that you only could have 80 pieces, that was hard. <laughs> Cause okay. I, I had like, I don't know, 150 or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I had to, what, okay, what are my best ones? Which ones best, you know, show me, my style, my thought right, process, right. all that. And so kind of <clears throat> going through that process and even editing a little bit, you know, reading through stuff I hadn't read through in years. I know, digging through the archives, that's what I call right. it. <laughs> 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 I was telling Ebony the other day because she put up a writing prompt. Uh, it was called uh, "You Need to Write How Somebody Should Love You," like an instruction guide to how somebody should love you. That was the point. The yeah, point the very interesting because the poem yeah. that I picked for today is called "Love Is a Verb." Ah, <laughs> that was all the same way. And but I've never shared it. I've never shared it with anyone, actually. Yeah, so um, I, I wrote a poem to that prompt and she was like, you know, this is very interesting. It was a difficult to write. And I was like, actually, I have written this poem, different versions of the same topic over and over and over again, because I have changed so much mm. that, you know, every year it seems like I visit this idea of how would somebody need to love me now that I am here? Mm -hmm. How would they have needed to love me last year or the year before? And I, I share with her the piece that I had written two years ago. It was so different because two years ago I was all about thinking about freedom. I had mm -hmm. gotten out of my marriage and I was I felt so trapped and repressed in that marriage. Okay. Like, if you want to love me, build me a ramp, not a cage. Okay. Now, that was one of the lines of my poem. And this poem, the one that I just wrote a few days ago, was all about share my peace with me, meditate with me, walk in nature with me. It was a totally different, totally different. you know, totally different kind of uh, vibe. And it was, it just was interesting for me to see poetry shows you how you've evolved, how it does. Learns it does. Have evolved, how your thinking has evolved, how your personality has evolved, you know, absolutely. Um, it's it's absolutely. a really, it's, it's a ref, de very reflective, you know, mm -hmm. Revealing, yes, it really is, and and um, so like the subtitle <laughs> for my book is poetry, prose, and progression. You know, just uh, to you know to show you know that progression over time of you know me as a person, as a as an individual, as an artist. You know, and and so there are some prose in there as well. So it's it's mostly poems, but. There are some pros in there um, that I've written along the way and that I decided would be good to, you know, include in the book as well. But that progression part, my husband helped me come up because I'm like, poetry pros, like I had that, those two. And he's like, 
progression. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, because it really is because it spans such a long time that I would hope, you know, that there is some progression that that is as seen and felt, you know, over time throughout that book, whether, you know, whatever section it might be in that you'll be able to really pick up on that. So that's my hope for sure. Awesome. So what do you think helps an artist or a person to progress, to grow? Practice, practice, practice. And I mean, like in, in whatever it is that you do, um, the more you do something, the better at it you get. Um, the more you study a particular thing, the better at it you become. And so it, it's a combination to me of the two of, of practicing your craft. And, and I just mean like, if you're a writer, write, you know, mm -hmm. just write, you know, if, if, um, and, and also, um, you know, invest in, you know, time into your craft, into, um, you know, studying or, or um, yeah, I would say studying. Period. Like whether it's, it's a textbook or it's a you know book of poems or whatever that of something or someone that um, came before you that can help you to get to the place that you know where you're going. Um, whether it's a, a book, a how-to <laughs> type of book or you know just something that can give you inspiration or give you a new understanding about. Oh, I never thought about writing a metaphor like that, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, you can just just be able to hone in. And so you have to expose yourself to other people, other things, new education, and then also practice. If you're going to be a performance artist, you have to practice performance. You know, if, if if you're going to be a writer, you have to write, you know. So those things to me is the study and the practice that goes together that really helps a person to progress in whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And, and just I, I think that as you were saying go and study people. You know, if you're going to be a performance artist, I think you have to go and watch people. You have to be in that vibe. You have to watch mm -hmm. how you interact with the audience. You have to watch just, I, you know, I learned a lot about pacing and uh, inflection, mm -hmm. and audience uh, connection by watching other poets you know, slow down and repeat themselves. And, and when the audience would uh, react, how they would react back and that, that, that balance and that, that energy flow. Mm -hmm. Like, mm, okay, I want, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slow down. I'm gonna know, you know, I'm gonna wait for those, those interactions to come. Mm -hmm. And just to, so I don't think that you know what to do until you see people do it and then you're like ah i like how that worked i like right how, and you, everybody puts their own style on it but but you know learning uh, learning is is all about watching mm -hmm. listening and then taking from it what you take from it because right. everybody has their own style you mm -hmm. know we'll say I'm, I'm more of a storyteller than a maybe 
a performance artist in a sense. Okay. Um, so they say when I when I do my poetry, it's like I really understood you. It's like you took me on this journey. It was a story, you know. Like, yeah. Like you were tucking me in the bed, telling me this story, you know. And so different other people have very dramatic performances, you know. And right. It's 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 really cool. I think I, I just love the variety of art that's out there. Right. So I know that I told you that, you know, it is National Poetry Month. And I said, hey, you know, if you want to share a piece, um, I definitely would want to welcome you to do that. So do you have sure. a piece for us today? Yes, I do. I, I have one that I, I pulled out for today. I was just, just feeling this vibe. And uh, like I said, I've never shared this before. This is definitely a poem that's that's going to be in the book. Um, and uh, it's called Love is a Verb. So I'm going to be reading this one. Okay. All right. All right. Love is a verb. When someone truly cares, you don't have to tell them how to treat you. They know. They get it. They pay attention and treat you accordingly. Only a few things they want more than to see you happy, to know that you're safe, and to provide a safe place for you to be, to live, to fall should you stumble. They are there to pick you up to encourage you, to tell you, you got this, you can do this, you can do anything, you're amazing. Even on the days when you know you're a mess, when you're stressed and pressed on every side, when it shows on your face, on your skin, in your eyes, they tell you you're incredible, immeasurable, worth more than gold. They show you how much they know you because they've studied and studied what makes you happy. It's like they went to college for this knowledge of you. They read, they read every book, passed every test and got top honors for being the best of the best. They won't rest until they know you're resting. Mind and body, when someone truly cares, you don't have to tell them how to treat you. They know, they get it, they pay attention and they treat you accordingly. And that's that poem. I like that, I like that. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. There was, that was definitely one of those poems that made you feel good. Like, yeah. ooh, yeah, yeah, I want to love like that. Ooh, I want to love Absolutely, like that. you know, I think we all should have a look like that. Awesome, you know what, since you read that one, I'm gonna read the one that I wrote one day ago, actually. Okay. Um, and in that poem, part of the direction said that you had to include a spin cycle and also do not bleach me. Um, <laughs> do not bleach because the the um, prompt was a song that was about love and it was using the metaphor of, you know, the whole wash cycle. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of the song right now, but. I'm gonna go ahead and read mine. How to love me. Passionately and completely like your soul could never leave me. Kisses long and combos great. Spin cycle all our past mistakes. Pray with me, crystal in hand. Meld our auras, Quijung stance. Breathe in deeply, send your vibe, energy pulsing, feel. Mm. Alive. Feel a drumbeat, libating, full moon candles, 
affirmating. Read or walk or cook or play. Life unfolds, we meditate. So bold, so true, so raw, so new. Do not bleach full black, our hue. Mm. How to love me? Be yourself. Chemistry, compatibility, health. How to love me? Grow and grow. Where we end, no one can know. And that's the way love goes and grows. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. You said, don't, don't bleach me. Don't bleach us. Right. Don't bleach us. Yeah, we're going to full blackness. We're going we to resonate in this full blackness. In all this glory, yes. Mm-hmm. The melanin. What do they say? Melanin popping. That's right. <laughs> melanin popping. So um, we've been talking about progressions. So I wanted to end with uh, talking about my personal development package. You know, I share this on all of my videos because this was one of the things that came out of COVID. I created a personal development package. So this is actually $15. It comes with a workbook. It comes with a journal, stickers, a bookmark, a motivational band, and tabs. Oh, you better go ahead, girl. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And it is in, this is the first, you know, this is one that I've done. So this is mine. This is the first page. So every page has a topic. So this is what it looks like blank. So you basically fill it in. And this is mine. You know, so the first topic was abundance. And we have Langston Hughes. As, yeah. uh, the person who inspires me from the past. So basically it has room for you to put a book, a song, um, an affirmation, a goal. This is like the vision board spot at the bottom, you know, yeah. where I have like the world with all the different people that I could touch. And then you have a person who's a contemporary that you're inspired by. This is Oprah Winfrey and a yeah. person who's passed on that you've, that you're inspired by. And then you have journal prompts in here. Okay. So That's over awesome. here you've got some journal prompts about the topic. And so you just go through and you think about the topic. I actually have another poet here. You've got Maya Angelou right there with access, you know, and so you go through and you explore these different topics. You tab your journal and you write in your journals. This is actually my journals. You can see my tabs and I've written about, you know, the different people I've answered the journal prompts. So it's basically a way for people to kind of get back to their goals their Yes. And have basically just some food for thought on different areas. And so, you know, the people that are watching, I am selling that for $15. I actually have a book club that I'm going to be meeting with April 24th. They're in Colorado and I'm in Houston. Hey, so they hey. actually, yeah, Very they're actually working girl. through it right now. Um, I also have other inspirational things on my website. I actually have some inspirational little keychains. These are very sturdy. So there's like six different ones. This one says inspire. Um, So you can actually get them in bulk. And I actually have these little things called, I call them smiley cards, but they're like business cards, but they have positive sayings. Like this one says, don't stop believing. So you get like a pack of 10 for $5. So they're all different business cards. You can give them out, you know, to people, you can put them around your room or whatever. And, oh, I dropped them. I also have bookmarks. These are little bookmarks. It's a pack of 12. Yeah. yeah, so they actually stand up, but they slide on the page, and they're magnetized on the inside, so they don't come okay. off. Okay, yeah. I have big ones and small ones. These are the square ones at the bottom, so they can actually stand up, and I have some bigger ones 
that actually are rounded at the bottom so they don't stand up. So these are all on my website. So people that are listening or watching, you can buy all these little inspirational materials to inspire yourself, uplift yourself, you know, make yourself mm -hmm. feel good as this poetry hopefully made you feel good as we are celebrating National Poetry Month. Yes. And so I wanted to thank Miss um, Kimberly Duat Bolden. So I want you to tell them where they can find you. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you can find me. I have a website. It's uh, duwap.com and it's D U W A U P. Uh, and you can um, connect to all of my social media platforms everywhere. I'm duwap. It's D U W A U P. Like literally, you can just at duwap and it'll, it'll come up for you, whatever platform you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those. You can find me there. Also, uh, Cincinnati Poetry Slam, we have a website for that as well, which is CincinnatiPoetrySlam.com. <laughs> and then also on Facebook and Instagram is Cincinnati Poetry Slam. So you can find us there. You can get all information about the upcoming events, um, how to register if you want to be a part of the spoken word. And maybe Zen, I might have you come and be a judge for me one time or something like that. Hey. Oh, cool. That would be awesome. And so, um, you know, just really anything that you want to find out about Duwap is just D-U-W-A-U-P or CincinnatiPoetrySlam.com. And then we have our 3030 Poetry Challenge uh, Facebook group, which is 30 forward slash 30, the numbers and Poetry Challenge. And you can find that on Facebook as well. We still have a whole lot of the, of the month left. So, you know, you can come on in and join and you can catch up or just pick up where, where we are right now and um, just be inspired. So I thank you so much. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's a wonderful time. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And I want to thank everybody out there who's uh, watching Facebook. Share this video. You know, it's yeah. it's. It's gonna say live video ended for a few minutes and then it should pop back up on my page. So you should be able to share it from that point so more people can know about National Poetry Month, more people can know about her upcoming book and get involved with the 3030 Poetry. Mm -hmm. you know, it's great to express yourself, whether you consider yourself a poet or not, writing right. is therapy. Writing yes. is helpful. And we are all going through an unprecedented time mm -hmm. you know, with COVID and with everything that's yeah, happened everything, past yeah. year. You know, we just <laughs> lost a, a, a wonderful musician, DMX. Yes. So people are feeling all kinds of things mm -hmm. uh, with all the things that are going on. And so writing is a good way to just reflect and to get all those things out and to yeah. just heal. And yes. so even if you're not a poet, you might be inspired by looking at some of the things that people are posting in mm -hmm. that group and reading those things and, and being able to just jot down your own feelings and thoughts. Um, right. so I want to have you share this out. You can go also back to, I have 26 episodes of Zenergy that are on all the podcasting platforms. It's Z-E-N-N-U-R-G-Y. Um, all of the episodes are inspirational, motivational, talking with all kinds of people from different walks of life. So we want you to Tune into those episodes, find out about all these people doing great things around mm -hmm. us and, and uplift them to, you know, support them. And so I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks, everybody. It's energy. Have a great night.
My name is Zenar Shea, and I have a weekly podcast called Zenergy, which is Fuel for the Mind, Body, and Soul. And this is the Zenergize Your Life Goal Setting Package, Volume 1. It comes with the workbook, a journal, stickers, a bookmark, tabs, and a QR code where you can find my podcast. And inside this workbook, you're going to have 16 different principles. The first one, I'm going to show you mine, is abundance. You have a place to put pictures that inspire you of role models, also pictures of goals that you want to create, goals, journal prompts, meditations, affirmations, all kinds of things to help you focus on this principle to better your life. And like I said, there are 16 principles. So this is a $15 package that comes with all of these things I've shown you, $21 with shipping and handling, and you can get it at laughsandlyrics.com. So Zenergize Your Life with me. Thank you. Thank you.